And good Sunday morning to everyone out there. Thank you so much for joining us here. I am Chris Creston, and this is Your Life, Your Money, hosted as always by Kelvin the Money Guy. AskKelvin.ca is his website, and you can call him anytime at 416-457-7526. He's one of the top 50 advisors in the country, top 40 advisors (laughs) in the country, over 85,000 advisors are across Canada, and this guy across the table from me is one of the best ranked officially as uh, number 40 uh, in yeah. the in the whole country. That's pretty amazing. I yeah. always uh, I'm always uh, pretty awed by that. That's uh, that's uh, I'm I'm in awe of you, Calvin. Well, awesome. <laughs> well, you know, I've, like I said, I've been doing it for a long time, mm-hmm. man. Like just about 30 years, right? So yeah. After these 30 years, you kind of learn a lot of things of what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. And then that's what we talk about is, you know, your life and your money, your yeah. money and how it pertains yeah. to your life. And, and, and there's so many uh, common mistakes that people make, you know, uh, good and bad. So try and make uh, good mistakes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you can, if you're going to make mistakes, make good ones. Well, and that's the thing. And that's uh, something that we'll roll through as we're covering the show today because, you know, that thinking about what those mistakes can be, what sort of myths are out there, what people are uh, thinking about their money and it might not be true and how to, you know, twist some of those things so that they work in your favor. And, you know, it's a good time of year to uh, start something new or change something in your life. I mean, we're back to school, who would have thought, right? Yeah, back to school already for a week now. (laughs) I know. The kids have probably already been through some roller coasters (laughs) at this point, but uh, now probably settling into their new class. And today, NFL. Yeah. Started Thursday. starting. Exciting time of year. Life is getting good again. Exactly, yeah. Before we know it, we'll have hockey and basketball back. Actually, yeah. yeah. Time's good. (laughs) Times are getting good. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And speaking of good, we should... Uh, mention uh, Bianca, who uh, oh my the Canadian <clears throat> champion of the U.S. Open. Absolutely amazing. Man, I'm not a tennis fan, mm-hmm. but uh, I watched the whole match yesterday. My gosh, she's you know, something else. A friend of mine, I think, uh, tweeted out something that uh, this is the most exciting thing that he'd seen in his entire 25 minutes of being a tennis fan. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really exciting, and I think a lot of people are getting behind uh, that and getting and behind tennis. I was saying that to my wife yesterday when we were watching. You know, she's going to draw a lot of people to tennis, man. Yeah. Like even the scores, I didn't know what they're talking about. Fifteen love, deuce, I me. Mean, what that? I've watched a lot of tennis in my day, and I can tell you that I still don't understand that scoreboard. Same here. I don't know what's going yeah. on. I know, and people have explained it to me, and they explain it to me like I'm a moron, and I'm still a moron because I still don't get it. I still do. It doesn't. It does not compute in my head. I know. Same here. And you can't like it's like golf. You can't talk when they're serving. And oh my <laughs> lord, but it's exciting. And you know, like similar to the way that a lot of basketball courts filled up Mm -hmm. this summer because of the championships and the Raptors. I'm sure a lot of tennis courts and neighborhoods that have been sitting empty or used as road hockey courts are going to start being dominated by kids who are interested in And it looks like it's a tough sport, man. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you, I I won't even try it. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? That's one of those things where you got to know what you're capable of and you mm-hmm. got to know when you know leave it up to the professionals and that's where you know your life and your money and kelvin ask kelvin that's, comes uh, in right exactly i know that <laughs> i can do a certain amount with the knowledge that i have about finances and money but then i know that you can go to the next level when you've got a pro and and there's a lot of myth about money you know and that's the topic of the show is the set is all the myth 
that we go on about money, right? So let's get to uh, one of those myths when we take when we come back from the break here, and I'll, I'll tease that. And it's a myth about saving and a myth about how much money you should be saving. And we'll get that on the other side of the break here with Kelvin, the money guy. AskKelvin.ca, ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca is his website. And you can call us live here at 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone if you want to bring up a myth of your own when it comes to money, when you want to talk about savings or talk about how your money can grow. You want to ask Kelvin a question live on the air, I'm sure other people have the same sort of question in mind. So help educate all the listeners out there by calling 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. And we'll continue here with Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin the Money Guy here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are live here at 915 on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good Sunday morning to everyone out there, my name is Chris Creston and joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. And I'll give out the number where you can reach him privately uh, at the end of the segment here. Uh, but we'll be talking a little bit about some money myths and some of the things that you may believe about money or they're commonly believed about your money, but may not be correct or may be a mistake. So right. we'll be rolling through some of those myths as the show continues. Uh, you can always visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And you know, we'll start with the, the first myth that I was teasing before is all to do with the savings and the, your saving habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's that myth? Well, you know, we're always thought save every penny you make, right? Right, yeah. From generations, you know, and we should, right? The problem is how do we, what do we, how do we save it, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's it. I know, you know, I I always feel like there's savers and spenders and they don't necessarily work. Like they're they're very few, like you're either predominantly a spender or predominantly a saver. And we find that a lot, right? So I guess the rule of thumb is to take 10% of what you make Mm -hmm. and stash it away somewhere. The problem is we like to see our money. So where do we stash it away? In the bank. In the bank. So you can, you know, when you go to the bank and you, you see that balance, it's there. You right. Know, you know that's there. You know that there's that five, ten, twenty grand, whatever you've yeah. been, been, you know, able to save, that's sitting there. And it just sits in the bank, mm-hmm. making no interest, doing nothing for you. Yeah. And every time we get the uh, reports from the banks, every uh, quarter, they make about a billion dollars a month. They're doing great. Sure, because they take our money sitting <laughs> stagnant, doing nothing. So... The myth is don't save every penny that you make, right? Take a take 10% if you can and uh, stash it away somewhere and put it somewhere where you can't see it. You know, make it automatic like you pay your Rogers bill yeah. or car payments, whatever. Set up a little plan for yourself where I'm going to take 10% of what I make and just stash it away somewhere where I'm not going to see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to revisit that money Every year or every half a year, whatever is in your world, mm-hmm. right? So don't, yeah, don't be saving. Enjoy your life. Like people, like you say, you either spend all your money or you save all your money. Try and find an in-between, you know? Yeah. Go enjoy your life. Go on Save vacation, a little bit. Yeah, go on. that dinner out. Right, exactly. And don't worry about it, mm-hmm. right? So that's, that's the first myth I find that happens with people. And when you know when you talk about that, you're talking about the fact that it's sitting there in a savings account. The bank makes money off of it because they use your money that you stowed away in there to invest to make right. to build their mo- money. Well, think about this: they take your money, 
right? That's mm -hmm. sitting in a bank account paying you 0.5 or 1%. I don't know if you lock it away for a year. Mm -hmm. And then they lend the money back out to you as a mortgage <laughs> and they charge you 3%. <laughs> So they're giving you back your own money and they're charging you. Like this, you know, didn't you wish you had a bank? Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to have a it's bank, and not just that piggy man. bank. Yeah. So you know what? Turn the tides on the bank, right? Not that they're bad. We need the banks for yeah. everyday living and things like that. But turn the tides around and say, listen, I'm going to plan for my retirement or a trip at Christmas time or a trip to Disney or whatever in the next couple of years. So plan that out and figure out what you need, what rate of return you need to make, and stash it away and move on. Yeah. You know you. Talking about planning for a, a trip or a vacation, I just got back from a vacation, and it's funny because as much as you sort of have an idea in your head sometimes right. of what the budget's going to be, yeah. you're always going over. Oh yeah, <laughs> you end up going over, and it's just you, like there was a, a few nights where it's just oh to hell with it, we're right. on vacation, exactly. and then a couple of to hell with it, and then you're <laughs> and then you get you back look at you, the balance like what? Yeah, and you get the bill when you get back, and you're, oh my god, I wish I didn't do that. So avoid those kind of things by mm -hmm. planning out. I mean everything in life should be a plan right mm -hmm. whatever you wish to do work backwards and figure i need you know two thousand dollars for this so mm -hmm. figure out how am i going to save this two thousand dollars to get there another myth is sales mm -hmm. right everybody goes to buy things on sale can it's you a big tire? sale you yeah. tell everyone oh did you hear there's a big sale yeah so guess what happens you're actually spending there was surveys done and studies done that you actually spend more money than you would have normally done if you just bought the thing at regular price. Really? Yeah. So you uh, you feel like you've got a big bargain, but you're you're buying more. Yeah, because think about it. You go in to buy. Look at Canadian Tire, right? Mm -hmm. This weekend they had the big flyer. Everything is on sale. Yeah. Well, guess what's going to happen? You're instead of spending a hundred bucks, you're spending. You're buying things that you don't need. Yes. And that's the problem. Yeah, and I always sort of keep that in mind. And when I'm shopping. With my wife, she'll say, well, this is on sale. This right. is like, well, yeah. did you need it at full price? Then you don't need it now. Yeah? <laughs> There's exactly. hard, hard to, hard to yeah. communicate that, though. Yeah. I, like I say, do the, like, always think the opposite, like science. Like yeah, George Costanza. <laughs> right? School of, of Finance. Yeah, right? before you go shopping, do I, like you said, mm -hmm. do you really need this? Mm -hmm. Most of the times you don't, yeah. right? So there's what think of Costco. Do you go to Costco? No, I don't. Because oh, well, don't I, go. You know what? The, the reason why I don't is because, and it's another good way of saving money. I live in a small space, so right. I don't have, I don't have room for for a lot of a lot of things. So that's always another thing in my head is I do an inventory of how much space I have left <laughs> on a shelf. Actually, you know? yeah. So you're 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 taking some of this advice then. Yeah, I, without even knowing it. Yeah, oh, so that's good. Okay, good. <laughs> so that that's really interesting because I think a lot of people are now going to have that in their mind when they're out shopping today think about what's on sale think is that something that i needed yeah before i found yeah. that it was on sale and many times you go in you know you figure man i'm gonna buy this uh, pen or a pencil or whatever mm -hmm. you're gonna buy and and instead of buying it for a dollar you're buying for 50 cents right mm -hmm. but then you end up buying more things and you think man i got money left over and at the end of the day you've Triple what you were going to spend. You know what we did yesterday? We went to this uh, vegetarian, vegan food fest or something. So everyone, all the vendors have sales on right. their items. So normally it would be $7 in the store. But if you 
buy four of them. It's going to be ten dollars or something. Whatever the 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 price was, because that sounds like a good deal. But regardless, now I've got a box of granola bars. <laughs> I've got like five boxes of granola bars on my counter because I don't have any room in my shelf. <laughs> so that that's another example. I I've never had that many granola bars yeah, or that much see? inventory in my house before. That's the problem, right? <laughs> you have a whole bunch of stuff. And you think think of like your closet or whatever. Think mm-hmm. how much shirts or t-shirts oh, yeah. you got, man. Because two one sales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great. I, I needed another Leafs t-shirt. We'll take a break here and we'll come back with some more myths and we'll be talking about investing and uh, the myth on you know, how safe it is to invest. You can always call Kelvin privately at 416-457-7526. You can visit that website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Again, the number is 416 416- Four five seven seven five two six. More money myths on the other side with your life, your money with Kelvin the Money Guy on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. Where it is nine twenty five on your Sunday morning, and this is your life, your money with Kelvin the Money Guy. You can always reach him by visiting his website askkelvin.ca. That's ask k e l v i n dot c a. And we've been rolling through some money myths here. Some things that you might believe are true about money. Some of them might be kind of right. Some of them might be kind of wrong, right. but there's a, also what you do with it is really what matters. Right. And yeah, the, I think that we'll, I'll recap the myths as we uh, uh, roll on a little later on, but uh, we're at myth number three here. Investing is always a gamble. Yeah. Many times people come into the office and they mm. think, you know, I'm investing my money. I might as well go gamble it away. Right. And they some, look at the stock market like it's a slot yeah. machine. Well, look at this week. This week, the markets are up 400 one day, down 400 the other. Mm-hmm. It's like so, it's like watching tenants up, down, yeah. up, down, right? Moving whip, like whiplash. Yeah. So, yeah, investing could be a gamble, and people do things. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I might as well go to the casino because I have a better chance of winning money there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when you go to invest your money, you better sit down and have, again, uh, some thoughts about when you need that money. So if right. you need the money next week or a year from now, maybe you don't want to invest it, right? But if you're planning for, you know, five, three, five, 10, 15 years down the road, yeah, you better go and invest your money and uh, take some time and learn. Mm-hmm. See, knowledge is is what we lack, right? That's That's why I think people think it's a gamble because they don't have the knowledge mm-hmm. or they're not willing to learn. So they don't understand it, no. and then that it it adds to the mystery of it, and it might as well be you know a series of gears and levers in there. Right, and I think uh, you know we in the financial planning business we do a pretty good job, I think, trying to educate people on mm-hmm. what to do with their money. So if people listening have an advisor, sit down with them and go through you know where where you want to be in five, ten, fifteen years from now. So, for example, people think, you know, if I invest my money, it's risky and so on. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have a lot of, you know, if I, if you, if you invest your lower risk, lower return, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, the name of the game. So if you have a lot of time before you retire, a good 30 years or so, then yeah, maybe a lower return is good for you without taking a lot of the risk. Yeah. So if you're in your 30s or in your 40s, you know, now is really the time because time is the factor that's going right. to remove some of the risk from yeah. all that. So, you know, and 
history tells you you should you should be able to earn anywhere between a five to seven percent return on your money mm-hmm. um, when you when you take a long term view, right? Mm-hmm. So investing is not is not gambling, right? If you if you grab the, the knowledge, you do it with a professional, and yeah. you'll do really well. Um, it, history tells us that, right? Yeah. So it's not like we have to reinvent the wheel every time we're um, do, making our own retirement. Right. Plan. And they say out of the investing population, you know, only five percent of people make money. The ninety-five percent think it's it's a big risk and mm-hmm. gamble, but it's not. If you take the time, you'll do fine. And if you got the right person guiding you and helping to educate you, that's helpful yeah, too. Yeah, and use some common sense, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll do and you'll do really well. Good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. The other myth, I guess, is people think uh, you know you don't buy expensive stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no way for you to spend less. So okay, yeah, so, right. So you're thinking, all right, I'm I'm coasting, I'm easy because I'm not I'm not splurging, I'm not buying an expensive suit, I'm not buying new golf clubs, right. I'm not buying a new TV. Yeah. So there's no way, like I've this is it. This is what the so so peak think of about my savings. right. So think about what wealthy people do. You know, if you kind of mimic what wealthy people do, mm-hmm. maybe one day you might be wealthy or whatever you, you um, right. think they're wealthy d- is. They're obviously doing something right. Right. Yeah. So think about um, people that buy furniture, mm-hmm. like a couch. Yeah. So most people would go and, you know, buy a couch at, you know, I don't know, Leon's, the brick somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And instead of spending, say, uh, 5000 somewhere else, they'll spend 2000 but that $5,000 couch will last you probably two times or three times than the $2,000 one. Right. So did you really save any money? Yeah, good point. Right? Yeah. So think about those kind of things before you, you know, before you go and do stuff with your money. Yeah, and then, you you know, you've saved on that couch. And what have you really done is you've bought yourself another trip out to the department store to buy a couch in <laughs> yeah. a few years when yeah. it, when it when it needs to be it's replaced. It's like everything that we do, clothing, everything mm-hmm. that we that we buy, you know, we always try and buy the cheapest mm-hmm. version of it. Yeah. And then within a year or so, we're throwing it out and buying another one. Well, why don't you spend a little bit more money mm-hmm. and buy something really good? And in fact, you're really saving money. So it's, it's all, like I said, it's the opposite. Think the opposite of when you go to do something. Yeah. And it'll work out for you. Well, I I just think of, you know, all the IKEA couches that have been replaced versus, you know, a seriously good one (laughs) that can be repaired if it needs to be because it's got good bones in it. So that's the same with any purchase that you make. Well, think about coffee. Mm -hmm. So in my office, we have coffee. We provide coffee for the staff, right? That's nice. So they don't drink drink that coffee. They'll go to Tim Hortons <laughs> and Starbucks, right? right? And I'm thinking, my gosh, you know, you spend uh, $3 on a cup of coffee for a whole year. That's like 800 bucks, man. Yeah. Right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yet it's provided for you for free. And if it's not provided at your office, why don't you make, a, why don't you make it and bring it and bring it there? Take the $800 and take a trip. That's nice. I right? like that idea. But we don't think that way. Or or, only, or do it twice a uh, a week, right? Yeah. Rather than, you know, every single every day. Every single yeah, day. Yeah, I tell you, I see people in my office, man. I'm thinking, guys, just walk to the kitchen. It's free. <laughs> exactly. But no, they drive to Tim Hortons. They drive. <laughs> <laughs> so you're burning gas, too. Yeah, you didn't un- even think about unbelievable that. Unbelievable how we, how we don't think about money. Mm-hmm. You know, we think we do, but we don't. And Ooh. we think we're saving, but we're not really saving. 
It's really, really bizarre. And more advice and more myths coming up on the other side of the break here as your life, your money rolls on. You can always reach out to Kelvin at 416-457-7526. And you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask dot ca. Again, 416-457-7526. And we'll be talking about more of those money myths on the other side of the break here with Kelvin, the money guy on your life, your money. Like the big voice guy said, you can call us anytime during the show, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. And the lines are always open during your life, your money. If you want to ask Kelvin a question about what we're talking about or about something else entirely, as long as it's got you know, pertains to your <laughs> your life or your money, and not you know whether or not Superman can outrun the Flash. You know, we we don't have an answer to that question. We're still waiting for that race. Right. So come on, DC origin story. Get that race on. But uh, maybe they've already done it, and I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that up to date on my uh, DC Universe yeah, uh, films. So, uh, <laughs> apologize to everyone out there for that tangent. But uh, we're r- rolling on talking about some of the myths about money, myths about your money, and the way that you spend it, the way that you invest it. And at this point, I'll do a bit of a recap here. The myth number one was you should take every penny that you earn and save it. Uh, The myth number two was head straight for sales in order to save your money. Number three was investing is always a gamble. And we learned that no, no, not not if you're doing it right. Right. And myth number four was don't you don't buy expensive stuff. So there's no way for you to spend less than you're already spending. And we're rolling on to myth number five. But first, I will take a call here. Tim is calling from Newmarket and he wants to know how often... Uh, a person should be in contact with their financial advisor. Thanks so much, Tim. What, it, that's pretty much your question, right? A little bit, a little bit off that. I'm, I'm in my early fifties. Right. Um, I, ha- I have a hundred, a couple hundred thousand dollars invested with an advisor. Have done for years. Right. Um, and I've switched advisors a couple times, mm-hmm. and, and I said I'd like to have a monthly call to know that to know that I'm being thought about as right. opposed to just that once a year. Right. And yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, and it doesn't happen. And and I go, am I not a big enough client? Do I not have enough invested with somebody? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, I just want to know that they're actually have looked at my account this month as opposed to that once or twice a year. Right. Um, is that unrealistic? Or and I'm also a believer that an advisor should get paid on performance. Right. I get paid for my sales performance that, you know, you should get bare minimum, like almost a minimum salary kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, if you're going to make us big bucks, then you get paid extra percentages. And if you lose money, you know what? You get paid nothing. Right. What are your thoughts? So, again, every client is different. Some clients want to be called once a year, twice a year. So I guess if you make that clear to the, your advisor, listen, I want you to call me every 15th of the month and just give me a five-minute Coles notes on where I am. Yes. Right? Correct. And yeah, so if you tell them you want to do that, they should be doing that. If you, you know, the number one reason people leave advisors is because of that lack of, uh, of meetings or, or um, you know, talking to them. And that's the number one reason we find people skip to advi- change advisors all the time. So I think you, as the client, have to make it clear to the to the advisor. Listen, if you don't do this, I'm gonna get go somewhere else, right? I mean, it's your money. 
not our money. The hard thing about switching, because I did make the switch once, was the advisor you went to, mm-hmm. they, they have different funds or they don't have access to this. So then you're potentially into paying fees when you move your money. Right. So and, many times, you know, I mean, look for an advisor that's, that's not really working for a bank or any particular firm. Look for someone that's maybe independent. Um, and it's all how you it's all how you move around your money. I mean, sometimes the advisor will pick up the cost of moving from one place to the other. I would say, Tim, give me a call uh, off air, and we can have a chat. But uh, yeah, if you if you set, you tell you sp- you set the expectation actually for the advisor, this is what I want. If you can't give it to me, I'll go somewhere else. Okay. All right. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling, Tim. The number to reach Kelvin off the air is 416-457-7526. Again, that's 416-457-7526, and I'll be giving out that number several times throughout the rest of the show. You know, he brought a a really good point. Mm -hmm. Um, When we do studies and surveys, we find the reason why people leave advisors is because we, as the advisor, don't contact the clients as often. Right. Right. So, you know, you're sitting there, you've got a lot of money for invested. You've got, well, for you, it's all your money. This right. is this is your retirement. Yeah. This is everything to you. And you want to feel like your advisor feels like it's valuable to him as well or her. Right. And so I, so I think, you know, people really need to sit down and uh, reevaluate what they do and mm-hmm. the relationships and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And move on. So at the end of the day, it's your money. Yeah, right? exactly. So you've got to make sure you've only got you know, one one shot at this. you got to make sure that you get it right. And many times we do get paid, like you said, on performance. Mm-hmm. If you do well, uh, I do well. Right. Right? So like, it's, like I said, I've been doing this for a number of years, and, and there's, those are some of the common things that we find. And sometimes we as advisors don't contact the client enough. And I can only imagine that in this day and age, it's probably easier than ever to be in touch when you think about email and phone. Yeah, and you got your phone, and we all have our phones, but we don't leave our phones don't leave our hands, <laughs> yeah, right? So there's exactly. no reason why you couldn't spend five minutes to call the guy and mm-hmm. say, "Listen, your money's up or down, or this is why it's up, this is why it's down," and move on. Yeah, the next myth on our list is paying with cash is always best. But let's take a break, and we'll right. get we'll hit that myth on the other side of that break. And you, if you need to reach Kelvin off the air, it's 416-457-7526. If you want to give him a call, you want to talk to him about uh, switching to him, or you want to talk to him about uh, anything to do with your finances, or starting to, uh, maybe you don't even have an advisor and you want to get to get to know Kelvin right. off the air, 416 416- Four five seven seven five two six, or you can visit askkelvin.ca. That's ask k e l v i n dot c a. More of your life, your money, and those myths on the other side of the break on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. Where it is nine forty three, and we are live here, so you can always give us a call. And if you'd rather call Kelvin off the air, it's four one six four five seven seven five two six, and you can visit that website askkelvin.ca. That's ask. K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A, and we've been rolling through seven money myths. We're on to number five, paying with cash is always best. And I can see how people think that way because, you know, this is the money that I have in my hand. Right. I can see it going away, and at no point am I sort of spending imaginary money. Right. Right. I mean, that used to be uh, the way to do it Mm because if you don't have the money, you don't you don't, you don't buy it, right? Mm-hmm. But in today's world, with all these credit cards, like cash back on credit card, you get points to travel, you get points to buy groceries and gas and everything else. If you're really thinking about it, use the credit card to help you. 
But you have to be very disciplined to make sure that you pay it off at the end of the month. Right. Well, if you're not going to do that, then yes, use cash. But use your credit card for everything you do. Um, and, and use those guys to help you. So you buy something today, you don't have to pay for it the next month, right? So now you're a month ahead. Mm-hmm. You're going to get all kinds of uh, incentives, like I say, air miles or groceries mm-hmm. or things like that. Right? And those points are technically currency. Like if we talk about what like that definition of currency is, those points can be used to for in exchange for goods and right. services. Yeah. That's currency. Yeah. yeah, pretty much what you're doing is you're leveraging or borrowing off the credit card to live your life. Then you pay it, you pay them off next month. So you're always a month ahead of yourself, mm-hmm. right? So don't use cash to do stuff. If you're gonna buy milk, buy it on your credit card. Mm-hmm. But you better make sure that you pay that credit card off at the end of the month. So before you take that money out of your pocket, put it away so you know at the end of the month you're going to have to pay that money back, right? But in the meantime, you're collecting all these points. I have a credit card, my MBNA, right? And at the end of uh, the year, they send you a statement how much money you get back. So it's like free money almost, but we don't, people don't think about stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's it. And then you've, you're using that to your advantage, but the, yeah. yes, you've just got to stay vigilant. So you, you got to make you sure. You do, yes. You have to be very disciplined. You set a you know a date for yourself that says before this bill is due, like statement date. This is where it's going to do. And what you know, my wife is very good at this because I'm not the best at it. Right. So she's good at this, where she'll set up an automatic payment the minute that she gets that statement, so that it's going to go through on the day that we're paid, basically, so it's going to go out. Right. So if you're going to fall in the trap of carrying a balance, mm-hmm. then throw away the credit card. Yeah. Right? Because remember how credit cards work. If you owe $5,000, right, mm-hmm. and you made a payment of forty nine ninety nine, guess what the interest charge is going to be on the next bill? Not on the dollar you owe, the 5000 Wow. Okay, yeah. So you really have to be careful about credit cards. Credit cards could either kill you or make or have you live a great life free really right so if you know how to use them as a tool yes then you're yeah. using it wisely that's right so don't take don't take me wrong don't uh <laughs> <laughs> i'll be spending all that money in the credit card and you can't pay it off <laughs> right yeah don't spend the money that you don't have so yes. you still have to be vigilant about Ex- that as well exactly the next myth along here is buying a home is financially smarter than renting. And I know that's always a, a tough <laughs> one, and that's a, that's a controversial one, too, totally. for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. totally, because uh, we just know house prices over the last 15 years or 20 mm-hmm. years, right? And we've only noticed it's gone up and up and up and up, Yes, right? So we're not thinking 40, 50 years of, uh, of house prices, And actually, when you do the math in Toronto over the last 50 years, uh, the average return on a house was about 5%. Really? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Because Because now we're thinking like... Well, think about, we. you know, if you own a house for 30 years, Mm -hmm. which most people do, I think, right? Well, in those 30 years, how many times have you replaced the roof? Right. How many times have you replaced the windows? Mm -hmm. How many times did you upgrade the house? Yeah. What are the taxes on the house? Yes. Right? So if you add all of those things up, mm-hmm. your average return is about 5%. Interesting. So yeah. the not, average re- not far off from your average return I'm, if you're investing in the stock I'm market. I'm telling you, the average return on money mm-hmm. over that same 50-year period is just about 6.5%. Wow. That's so think about that. Yeah. So right? if you're investing, if you had that same money invested in the stock market and you're paying rent instead... 
Now, right. I guess the thing is that a lot of people are renting and then not investing. Well, there's the, again, yeah. it's like the credit card. I'm going to spend the credit card. I'm not going to pay it off. Mm-hmm. So everything comes down to how you plan your life. Right. right? I have a, a guy now. He bought a house. Oh, my gosh. Uh, maybe 40 years ago for 160 something thousand. It's worth. So his capital gains tax is a million four. Right. So yeah. he's, going to have to seven, he's going to have to pay about three. About three hundred and sixty thousand capital gains tax, <laughs> and he's mad, and I don't yeah. blame him. Yeah, because had he done some planning along the way, well, he's paying as much in taxes as I've spent on my first condo, <laughs> almost. You know? Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> there's another thing we don't think about. Mm-hmm. We want to rent houses and things like that, but we don't think about mm-hmm. what's the tax implication on stuff like that. Well, that's it. I've talked to some people who are really interested in making sure that they, they're carrying like a couple of properties and so well, don't sell your first property because you can leverage right. future properties off of that and you can rent it and everything, but you're going to get taxed a lot when it comes time to, to move that. Well, that's the problem, right? The, the rules have changed over the last, say, 30 years. Mm-hmm. So, but we haven't changed as people. We haven't changed. We're still living in the, you know, in the 70s. And we're getting advice from you know, the people that we trust, which is our friends and family and stuff. Right. And yeah. Or where? Google. Google. Remember what I would say? Don't ask Google. <laughs> ask Calvin. Ask Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We will get to the very last myth on our list, as well as having, uh, we'll also have a question or a conversation a little bit about the middle class and what represents the yeah. middle class. I think all of us sort of feel like we're middle class, or a lot of us do, or right. if not trying to be in the middle class. Yeah, so. it's very, very interesting topic. Uh, the Toronto Star ran a week thing about that, and yeah. I was thinking about it. I thought, you know what, maybe we'll have a quick conversation about that. Cool, so we'll get to that as well as that number seven, the last myth on our list today as your life, your money rolls on and continues here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You can always call Kelvin off the air at 416 416- Four five seven seven five two six, or visit that website askkelvin.ca. That's ask k e l v i n dot c a four one six four five seven seven five two six. Your life, your money continues here on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. And we will get to that seventh and final myth for the show today. And it, I'll give you a, a tease here. It has everything to do with bankruptcy. So we'll touch on right. that uh, before the show wraps up. But we do want to have that conversation. Kelvin, you were talking about this series of articles that the Star has been running over the week, all about the middle class. Right. So what do you think the middle class is? What do you think the income is? I don't know. It's weird because I I, I think that the, the median income is somewhere around like, Forty-five to fifty thousand yeah. dollars a year. So is that is that middle class? I don't know because that doesn't feel like that. That doesn't feel like a lot for you know, especially if you're a family. Well, it's funny because they they say that the um, the richest ten percent household income is about a hundred and forty-two thousand after tax. That's the, the top, richest. Yeah, ten percent. Yeah. So the problem, the the middle class. Um, seems to be shrinking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and for a lot of reasons, people, uh, middle class people, feel like they're being squeezed. You know, the mm-hmm. number one reason is a high cost of housing, right? Right, uh, mounting debt. So our debt has gone way up. Mm-hmm. But guess what hasn't changed? Our income, income. Mm-hmm. is still the same. So people feel. Like they're being squeezed, and they are. Yeah, so the cost of that house that you're buying or even your rent has yeah. gone up so high that really what it 
what it means to be middle class is right. changing. And again, it says the top 20% holds about 48% of the wealth in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. 48%. And that top 20 earns about two and a half times more than the average guy, than the average person. Really? You know, what it tells us is wealthy people, they approach work and taxes totally different than the middle class. Mm-hmm. So I think if you change your habits and you change the way you do things, you might, uh, you know, you might have more money at the end of the month than months, right? So what can we learn from those 20% that are <laughs> that are doing so much better than the rest of us? Well, I think you need to, uh, again, you need to sit down with your advisor mm-hmm. and kind of figure out where you are. Like, what are, what are they doing mm-hmm. that, that I'm not doing, right? And, and try and figure out where you are. Um, you know, we, we spend about 30, 32% of our income we spend on housing, mm-hmm. right? So it leads to the question about, you know, like we were talking about buying and renting, yeah. right? I'm not discouraging you to buy, but I'm saying sit down and think about what you do, right? You know, also it, it would, in the article it was saying about, um, you know, there's a, they're quoting a couple that makes about $300,000 a year. And they find that they don't have any money at the end because really? they have these huge mortgages. Right. You know, think about it. A long time ago, your mortgage was maybe a 300000 mortgage was a big one, right? Mm-hmm. Today, it's nothing. No, yeah. You know? Well, when the average house is around, is hovering around a million bucks in the GTA. Then right. So we really need to, you know, so, so this, uh, the average uh, middle class income is about, you're right, it is about uh, together, right, combined, is about a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. So the old idea of going to school, you know, getting a great job, sticking with it for life and collecting a pension it's not how it, mm-hmm. it's not like not that anymore work. no you're going to have to sit down and chart out a plan for your life and figure out how if i how am i going to spend the next 30 years of my life mm-hmm. if i'm you know if i'm 40 years today or if i'm 60 years today how am i going to spend the next 30 years of my life yeah you know the biggest problem is taxes yeah I think that's where the whole middle class and the wealthy people separate themselves. So wealthy people are looking at the taxes differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they try and do things, you know, not just RSPs and Mm -hmm. stuff, right? But doing other things to help them save themselves some money. And that's interesting because I think one of those things that uh, wealthy people are probably doing is they have an advisor. And they're working with someone like you, Kelvin, to work through these things. And saw and plan this course, and that leads us to the last myth. Right, the last myth is if I really fail at saving all my money, I can always file for bankruptcy. Yeah, which is you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's going to affect you for seven to ten years, right? So don't think of bankruptcy as a safety net. No, there's so many other ways you could uh, you can do things to get out of you know the debt that you're in. Mm-hmm. You can reposition things. The biggest problem is credit card debt. Mm-hmm. So people owe like Canadian Tire, they own this, they own that. When they add up all their debt, it's like 40 grand, man. Yeah. So one of the little things I always suggest to people to do is before you miss payments and get into all that kind of stuff, is, you know, look for a credit card at 0% financing. Mm-hmm. Many times they have, you know, on balance transfer, it's zero. So instead of paying 19%, you pay zero. And try and do those things. So don't get into this bank. It's not the way out. Right. 
so you can find a credit card so that you could consolidate some of that debt and pay it off within yes. maybe a year that they're or offering sit down, that zero percent. Right. Or, or sit down with your advisor and mm-hmm. say to yourself, listen, man, I mean you know, and we're always embarrassed, right? Yeah. To talk about yeah. money, right? I don't want people to know how much I have yeah. or what I owe. How and much stuff. I owe, yeah. Yeah. Sit down and, and, and have a strategy for yourself. That's the biggest flaw. I was saying, you know, we always say in the show, yeah. have a plan for yourself. How am I gonna get out of this debt? How can I take my kids to Disney in the next few years? How can I get to retirement quicker? What can I, what do I do? Well, we don't know. Yeah. So sit down, give me a call and let's chat about your life. Well, I've enjoyed chatting with you today and I hope everyone out there has enjoyed listening. You can give Kelvin a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-7526. And you can visit askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca. Thanks again for another great show, Calvin. Yes, thank you. Awesome. Stay tuned to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.